Happy holidays from the twos and threes, Doug. Here we are. I've got that song in my head that's like, I would walk 500 miles. Because I don't know how many miles I just traversed to be here in the same room as you doing our first ever uh, in-person podcast. Like, we're, I'm looking at your face, man. I know. This is this is, this is is a new thing. This is exciting. I don't even know where to look. <laughs> I know. It's awkward. Like, do we make eye contact? I think, I, think, around? I think to start this podcast, though, we have to give a shout out to Colvin or Calvin, Nevada. Where's it? Carlin. 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 <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because without that town, you wouldn't be here. It's 100% true. It's also a shout out to uh, Lieutenant Governor of the state of Utah, Spencer Cox, because he was tweeting about how he like coasted into Beaver, Utah, I believe, uh, which I've probably also done that too um, in my um, San Pete County to St. George days. But I was, so here's the thing. It's the holidays. Um we are currently sitting in our parents' basement um, in the room that our, our father built. Um, not not literally, but <laughs> all this stuff on the walls. It's the pool table down here. A lot of awesome sports paraphernalia. Maybe we'll put out a picture. But I came from the Bay Area for the holidays. Um, we were driving in northern Nevada. And, like, there is this stretch from, I think it's from, like, I don't know. It's not Winnemucca, but there's some town that's, like, really small after that where you're, like, oh, maybe we'll get food here, and then you're like, oh, that's kind of small. And then it's like just a huge long stretch of death and desolation yeah, after that. <laughs> we were running out of gas until we got to Carlin, Nevada, um, and like literally like my Subaru was like telling me how many miles I have left, uh -huh. and it goes from like 20 to then no number, and I'm <laughs> things underneath, and we totally coasted into Carlin, Nevada, um, and without that, we wouldn't have survived. Okay, well, when you when you tweeted that, because did you tweet that while you were in Carlin or I tweeted it? In, I tweeted it in Carlin at the gas station, I believe. Because that exact thing, because what there there's a town after Carlin. What's after Carlin? The next one is Elko. Elko, and that's okay, like yeah. Elko is like Carlin is like there is a gas station. Right. There, I think there might have been two. I don't want to offend anybody from Carlin. All our Carlin <laughs> podcast listeners. I was pubbing the pod while I was there. But um, there's like two gas stations in Carlin. We were before, we were like, we're going to go to Elko. Because right. the thing said I had 50 miles. It has set out like 60 miles, and Elko was like 62 miles away yeah. or something. And then like, you go up a lot of hills there. Yeah. And you're up and down. And I'm like going up this hill when it hits zero. And I'm like, we're going to. I'm like looking at Chris, and I'm like, all right, if we, like, get to three miles away, we wanted to run in today. Uh -huh. Like, we'll be fine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we made it. We made it there, and then we went and ate an Elko afterwards. Well, because that literally happened to me. I can't remember if it was the last time we were in Truckee or when we came to visit you for Christmas last year. But because you go up a hill before Carlin, and then the town oh, yeah. just comes out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. So It's an I, oasis in the desert, I remember basically. saying to Kylie, I was just like, man, I think we're done. Like, <laughs> we were nervous. Then it, then it came out of nowhere. Best part, shout out to Kristen, who, like, we, ever, we stayed awake, both of us, the whole drive, oddly. Like, we should have slept or something and taken turns. But, like, we're, like, three miles from Carlin. Or, uh, we have no gas. And she's, like, falling asleep. I'm like, this is the most stressful part of the drive. <laughs> she's like, I'm tired. Wake me up. If we get there, we'll figure it out. What can we do now? Right. Which was a good point. Like, yeah. what could we do then? Um but anyways, we, we made here it. You are. <laughs> we're, here you here are. we are. Um, in our parents' basement, we're going to have a, a cameo from, from Dad in this. This is going to be a hashtag dad pod. 
Um, but uh, we're stoked uh, for some holiday fun. Hopefully we can do some fun stuff this week. We're going to go to a, a jazz game or two in person. And uh, it's great. I, so part of that preface is, though, this week A was my anniversary during one of the jazz games. The 19th. The 19th. Um, during the Hawks game, so I was kind of following that while we were shopping and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anniversary, and then B, I was in the car um, for a lot of that, uh, the last game against the Hornets, but yeah. I've, I've seen a good chunk of it. But um, So we're here. I'm just stoked to see your face. And uh, let's, we're, let's get into our first segment, which is our week recap. Wait, what happened this week? Yeah, and so I'm excited for this. So this was Mark's idea, but we're going to have a little added structure to the beginning of this first segment that's right we're always look we're we're constantly innovating and refining this thing and we could always use more structure so we'll we'll see here we go yeah so for the recap i'm just gonna say this week was a three-game week uh the jazz played three games and guess what doug they were three and what three and oh oh yes um so (laughs) they played the magic the hawks and the hornets not exactly a murderer's row uh, but some road games in there i think magic were at home and the other two were road games yeah um, look, it was three and out. Quick little caveat: the Magic are twelve and seventeen, the Hawks are six and twenty-four, and the Hornets are thirteen and nineteen. <laughs> and each game was won by like between five and seven points. But they won, man. And here's the other. So here's the other p- structure parts. The record right now: the Jazz are eighteen and eleven. They're sixth in the West. They've been sixth in the West for a while. There's a big cushion below them. Um, but the gap between, frankly, second. And sixth is narrowing. Currently, they're just two games in the loss column back from the Clippers in second. They're only one game behind Dallas. Um, and really, they're only, I mean, the Lakers are six games in the loss column ahead. So they have a little bit of a cushion. And then the Jazz have a three-game cushion over OKC in the in the seventh spot. Um, let me give you two other reference points, maybe three. And then we'll get your thoughts, Doug. So... I think this is kind of, there's this, there are a couple of cool accounts. I think there's like jazz regular season update account that, that gives this thing where it compares the record from this year to last year. Last year at this time, they were 14 and 15. Remember we finished with 50 wins or whatever. Um, but here's a little, like, this was a bit of a downer. So one thing I love is there are a couple of sites that, that, uh, use stats to predict out the rest of the season. One is 538. Um, which is really cool. It does economics and a bunch of other stuff, but it uh, it does sports projections. Uh, it has the Jazz finishing at 48 wins. That's kind of yeah. gone down. And six in the West, still in sixth. And Basketball Reference, which is also a cool side, but historically, like, its system spits out low numbers, has them with 46, which is wow. like, whoa. Um, so we're ahead of the pace from last year, but both those things have them finishing sixth still. Um, and I can we can maybe talk about why I think that the numbers go out that way. Um, but I don't know. So before we get into a couple other parts of our structure, I mean, what do you think about that sort of lay of the land? Um, wow. Well, I really, I mean, I like the new structure. I, I think that's going to be, I don't know. That's, that, that'll be cool week by week to see how that plays out. Yeah. But um, less than 50 wins and like six, seven seed, it's pretty rough. I kind of ended on a downer, right? Yeah. I felt like I was building it up. <laughs> but the, here's the thing. I wonder what they would have said last year or, or the totally. year before at this well, point. Well, the funny thing was last year, and this kind of – the reason why I wanted to show those is because I was calling back to one of my early season wishes. I think this was like our second or third episode of this yep, podcast. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, and my wish was that we were always in the playoff picture. And that last year, like – 
at this point when we're under 500, we're like 13th in the West. And yeah. I was looking at those sites that were saying, okay, our schedule gets a lot easier and we're going to win some games on the back half. Uh, I think one thing that factors into those is the Jazz point differential isn't very good right now. And part of that is because they got waxed like yeah. a few games. And then they've won a few of these games, which I actually think they've looked really good in for large chunks of, but then they've won in close fashion. They're just winning a lot more close games this year. Yeah. Um, so I kind of feel like we're on an upswing. Um, but maybe, well, well, I don't know. What do you think about that? I don't know. I agree, too. I think the hard thing is that so far this season, I feel like the Jazz have had a trend. And I think that this may have been like three ebb and flows where it's like really good, like five to seven game stretch. Yeah. And then like two or three losses. And then the same thing again. Yeah. But I think in in all, the Jazz are trending towards the right direction, maybe, except for their bench. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what we should talk about. That. Yeah. No, I think we're going to get into that maybe with some stats now, because this yeah. is the other part of the structures. I want to do a couple stats of the week. I'll say with that, in trends, and I should have mentioned this in how it was, I mean, it was a 3-0 week. It's five wins in a row. Yeah. So you always take that. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about, I'll give you my first stat of the week, because you just kind of mentioned the thing. This one, I don't even, I have a couple of hard and fast stats. This is, it's too in the weeds to get too much. But basically every game this week, and now for a while, you look at the plus minus yeah. of all of the Jazz roster. So it's like, when That's, this guy's on the court, we're winning by this much. And when this guy's on the court, we're losing by this much. I mean, you know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every game, our starters finish with like plus 15 or so. And the bench, every single dude on the bench is like minus 15. And that's kind of why these games, like they come out in that Magic game and they looked, especially when Mike was playing early, it was like, oh man, this is the, this is the dream we all had at the beginning of the season. Right. And then they, they've, you know, lost the lead. Yeah. yeah they lost the oh, lead. what? They were down seven with four minutes left in the game? Yes. Something like that. Yes. Um, yeah, that was the... That that's funny that you said that plus minus is what you look at because that's literally the first thing I've looked at every time. Yeah, and and it's been rough. Um, and I I don't know if I want to say this right now, but I'm going to anyways. Say it. But here's a stat for you, and I don't know how much I believe in this stat, but I want to know what you think. Okay. But in these three games, zero minutes for Dante. Gosh. With such a terrible bench. And I know it, this is like such a... Like, well, I'll what, tell you what, I, I believe in that stat because it's accurate. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my feelings are about it, though. But yeah, go keep going. Yeah. So this is kind of a heated topic on, yeah. in like jazz social media, for sure. There's either you love it or you hate it, and it's like, what has Dante done in his first five, six seasons to earn him time? And then there's people saying, like, we're paying him so much, he should be on the court. Um, I mean, like the also, bench is so bad. yeah, I mean, also I've made these jokes. I might make another one later in this spoiler alert, but like, what has he done? He exists. I think we've done enough to get some minutes <laughs> right. on this bench, Doug. <laughs> this bench has been brutal. Um, now here's the thing, like the, the most logical plug and player, the guy you would have thought if he was healthy at the beginning of the season, and he's playing over is Moutier. And actually Moutier, I, a lot of people have been kind of scapegoating Moutier earlier in the season. But it's like, he's just getting better and better. Oh, yeah. And he was awesome against the Hornets. Yeah. Um, he's been, I don't know, he, he's continuously improving. To me, though, I really do think he's got to be playing. 
Right. How's he not playing? He's got to be playing. And I there's, especially with Mike Conley out right now. Yeah. And we're trying to find ball handlers, wing defenders. I just think, I don't know. I, I love Quinn, and I, I think he makes, you know, he's, he's a basketball genius. And I think this team is starting to play a system, but... I don't know. I think we got to find minutes for him. Yeah, one thing that I want to give credit to Dante is, and this is kind of something that I've been looking at, but usually when like people are all in their head and like, like Trey Burke or something like that, like yeah. um, when when Dante's on the bench, he's still like a hype man. Oh man! Thank like you he's for saying super, that. He's super stoked for the guys, and I, I think that's cool. This is another reason why I want him to play. Like. This was this is a miss the cut for me in social media moment, uh, so I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be mine, but it almost was because in that Hawks game, there's this play at the end. You probably saw it too, where Rudy gets an offensive rebound and dunks, and it's beautiful. But then it shoots to the bench, and somebody tweeted like, "Which one of these guys would you want to trade?" And they're all going crazy, and Dante is the one going the craziest. Yeah. And when I did that, I had the same feeling that you did. I was like, "I love him. Like, why can't we get him in the game?" I just think, look. It's, it's easy to say he hasn't taken advantage of some opportunities in the past, but I kind of think that's false. A, he hasn't really had opportunities this year, so when people are like, oh, the numbers with Dante on the quarterback, it's like he's been on the court for like nine seconds. Yeah. And then B, he's just gotten hurt a bunch. I just think, look, he's got to be playing. I know the Jazz are trying to figure some stuff out. Uh, that's that. It concerns me, but I, I feel like Tony Jones tweeted this. Granted, it was like a week or two ago, but he said, I think Dante's going to get an opportunity. And I think that's right, mm-hmm. but I'm just getting a little worried about him. Yeah. So I think we should think about that. All right. Um, let me give you another stat. This is a more positive stat because it just makes me happy. So here's a little, like, me doing some math, Doug. Um, this is dangerous. <laughs> this is dangerous. Could be totally wrong because, like, some of it didn't make sense to me after. But anyways, Donovan Mitchell and Boyan Bogdanovich combined scoring this week. Um. 56 points versus Charlotte, 49 versus the Hawks, 60 versus the Maverick Magic. They are averaging 55 points a game this week combined. 26 and almost 27 for Donovan and 25 for Bogey. If you add those two together, it doesn't equal the number that I just said, so I don't know where that went off. But I think it's an averaging thing. The point is this. Uh, really fun week of them scoring. Scoring in bunches. I mean, we've talked about it earlier as the Jazz haven't had a 1-2 scoring punch again. But this was a week in particular where in the fourth quarters, they just together uh, were really dynamic. And I felt like earlier in the season there were some games where it was like, oh, Donovan's taken over and that we should have it. But maybe Bogey should be shooting more. And then yeah. Bogey like, makes some shots versus the Bucks, And we're like, that's great, but it was awkward that Don. I feel like that Magic game in particular – was the perfect combination of the two of them. Um, so I thought that was a cool stat. Yeah, that was, honestly, this is a crazy Donovan bogey week. The Magic game was awesome. So awesome. Um, they were both hot early, and then the Jazz got down, and then they brought him back up, probably due to the bench, that's why they got down. But, um, 100%. <laughs> and honestly, I just felt like both of them did so well closing. Um, so well. This week, because, okay, so I, um, this isn't really a stat, but a thought, I guess. And I think I need to, um, uh, I need to go back. I need to repent on my earlier, um, like, this is like four, a month ago when I. Oh, boy. This when, is a belated confession. <laughs> <laughs> when we were, when I brought up the, like, is Donovan a closer? 
Do you remember that? <laughs> I listen, Doug. I hope you, you forgot, right? It, yeah. We wiped well, it out. Of course, I haven't memory. forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I remember. But man, okay, so can we say that he is? He is. Can people yeah. get off of that now? Yeah. Are you in fairness to you? You were you were quoting somebody else, right? I and was. That's how I'll always and it, remember it. It pained me to and say, and it was to me. I thought it was just an intellectual and emotional integrity that you were showing. That you're like, all of the inside of me doesn't want to believe this, but I feel like I need to test it out and test it out in this forum of this podcast because that's what we're here for. We're working through the hard problems, the right. hard questions. <laughs> and look, I, this is part of the thing. So the last thing in our week recap was not going to be stats. It was going to be kind of moments slash observations. So I'm going to cheat and do a little one of those. But his passing has been so good. And that's part of the thing with Bogey is such a good catch and shoot guy. Yeah. He's the best catch and shoot guy we've ever had. Yeah. Is he the best one? Maybe I'm trying to call into memory Jeff Hornacek. Okay. I'm sorry. I need to apologize to Kyle Korver. Kyle Korver is probably the best catch and shoot guy we've ever had. But Kyle Korver couldn't play make off the dribble. Yeah. Um, and Bogey's almost as quick on the release. Jeff Hornacek was amazing. It's just kind of a different thing you, in a different era. You can't really compare it. You can't forget deep two Mehmet Okur. Oh, man. Put on the line. <laughs> Put on the line. <laughs> there have been some great ones. But he's really good, and it's just been so fun to watch these incredible Donovan passes where he's like baseball passing across the field, across the court, throwing over his head or whatever, and and to see somebody catch it in the shooting pocket, I'm doing it. You can actually see me doing it. Yeah, now, yeah it's fun. right in front of me. And then just immediately shooting. And guess what? Joe Ingles has also been shooting well lately and doing it too. So when these guys are out there and Royce, it's like, wait, before it was like, oh, Donovan, amazing baseball pass. Oh, no, Jay Crowder <laughs> off the side of the backboard. Right. <laughs> like, uh, it's off been, one foot. It's like been, the, yeah, it's been really way. fun. Um, so, yeah, that, that just feeds into my, like, their, their combo stat world has been fun um did you have any other stats that you okay so this isn't really a stat but it's kind of like around a stat but i don't know the exact stat this is just off the cuff not really i heard this on the radio last night all right and so and i thought who who is the third leading scorer for the jazz mark ah my guess yeah that's a great question i my guess is that it's i'm going off averages so i have an answer for you okay i mean i think it's Probably, probably Mike Conley, but is it Rudy? It's Rudy. Yeah, okay. I felt like, okay, so that was kind of not really a stat. Third, he's the third leading scorer. That's yeah. a stat. I felt like, so earlier in the season I said, would you rather Donovan be three inches taller or Rudy have a like sweet touch around the rim? Yeah. He's had sweet touch around the he's rim. He's got sweet touch around the rim. This is, so that's great because I'll give a stat with that. Because this was his line this week, Doug. And this, I guess the first game, he only had 12 points, but he had 19 rebounds. He averaged 16 and a third points and 17 rebounds for the week. Wow. What a man. What a boss. And he was 20 and 13 against the Hawks and 17 and 19 against the Hornets. He's playing really well. I, I mean, I've been talking about this in a couple a couple weeks um, where um, Jeff Thatcher, our, our cousin's husband, Jeff, um, has been texting me about about Rudy and the way they've been playing the pick and roll. And he really has just added some wrinkles to his game yeah. where he's a little more adept catching the ball and going to the basket um, with as, where he doesn't have to dribble. And his touch has been good. Um, and I, I missed the beginning of the Hornets game, but Jeff was texting while I was driving. And he was – I was not texting while driving, just right. to be clear. <laughs> uh, but Hopefully, I was reading yeah. them afterwards, and he was like, 
oh man, the Hornets aren't dropping the big into the paint. Like they're gonna kill him. And it went back and Rudy had like twelve points in the first quarter or something. Yeah. Um so yeah, he's been he's been punishing. Um I have a question for you about him. Maybe I'll I'll do it at the end of this segment. Um because Jeff put this in my mind and I think it's interesting. Um but any other stats? Um no other stats. Uh, let me give you one quick I, one. I have a moment, though. Yeah, let's, we, I've got some moments. Let me give you one more stat. I, I did, had too many, but I just couldn't not do this one because I was happening upon it as I was looking up something else. ESPN.com does the last 10 games, like stats for players. Mm-hmm. Last 10 games. We don't talk about it much. I'm just going to say it. Joe Ingles, 50.6 from the field, 51.1 from the three, 12.4 points, 6.2 assists, 4.8 rebounds. Anybody who is burying my guy can get out of here because wow. he is – he is tearing it up. Is He's, that all as a starter? I think that's all as a starter. Uh, or maybe I think so. Or, right. or most of it, yeah. yeah. Um, he's been amazing. I, I think he's changed the whole dynamic of the team. The problem is that the, when they all go sit down on the bench, like it's gone. But he's, I, thought, I think it's just looked good. So maybe we can, because from here on out, I have fuzzy observations. So let's uh, go to Mo. Give me your moment that you were just holding. Um, so, well, I want to... Add on to that, Joe Ingles, that, man, one thing that he has to his game that I just love in his catch and shoot, he can catch it in the corner so high. So, yeah. And I'm, he just flicks his, like, you, yeah. no one in the podcast, you can see it, though. We're I can see it. We're, we're all doing it with you. Let's all do it. His in hands like are, synchronized are pretty much straight up in the air. He catches a I pass and just flicks his Have wrist. You, do you ever, like, I feel like when I'm in, like, a really good rhythm, because uh-huh. I'm kind of like, I'm yes, I'm comparing myself to Joe Ingles now. Right. But people can, if they pass in the shoot and you just shoot it like that with hardly moving at all from three, it feels good. And it looks good and to watch it. And when I was talking about Donovan baseball passes, I was actually picturing a play with that him. That pass. Yeah, he yeah. catches it in the corner, doesn't move. It's great because he catches it immediately in the shooting motion, really limited motion, so unlikely to miss. And then his hands are right there, perfect position for him to kiss his fingers and then <laughs> blow kisses at the, at the crowd behind him. Yeah. Oh, he's so fun. He's so awesome. <laughs> One thing, I just think... This is what this is like way stepping away from basketball. Oh, but yeah. I just think Joe Ingles is awesome. And do you follow Renee Ingles on Of course I follow Renee Ingles on Twitter. <laughs> if so you're a jazz fan and you don't, like what are you even doing? I honestly think there should be a reality TV show about the Ingles. They're way fun. But um I don't know. Quick She's s- also an incredible athlete. If you didn't have yeah, a professional is. handballer in Australia, yeah. more successful career than him probably. Um and fame wise there at least. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So um I did, they so one of their twins they have twins and one has, is somewhere on the autism spectrum yeah and she just posted something about how it had been a really hard week and how he had been sick but he can't communicate how he's sick and all this stuff i don't know they're awesome they're awesome like they're so you think like all this like last year when joe was struggling because they were going through the original yeah. like diagnosis and stuff just to think like that dude goes home, and there's probably like a lot of struggles. But then he's just like he's balling out. I don't know. I, I, I love that you said that because honestly, I don't know that we have aims or real specific mission statements for this podcast. But one of them is for me is to think about players like that, like all the way back from the weird stuff. Not the weird stuff, but like the sad. Well, that's sad too. But it, it's been uplifting and happy if you follow them because yeah. of how well they've handled it, and because of the awareness that they've risen. And other teammates like Ricky Rubio last year, Rudy Gobert. Donovan, who have pitched in on on the cause, it's been great. But I mean, like a few years ago, Carlos Boozer was playing terrible, and then it came out later that his marriage was kind of falling apart. And you yeah. think these are human beings doing stuff, and then like 
Earl Watson was playing really great, and it, you found out that he was like hitting on our sister Stephanie's friend like all the time. Oh, I <laughs> so I mean, you know, there's stuff that just happens. Um, but they're people, and they are fun people. Yeah. The Ingles are fun people. Um, that was a good one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You got. Give me your. Okay. I, so my, moment, you got to tell me. I had a moment, moment that I was gonna say. So. One notch on the Rudy Gobert Defensive Player of the Year belt is that in past he's been um, called out for his perimeter defense. Oh, yeah. And with his sweet handles this year, other than like when he dribbles, which like when he dribbles down the court, he's had like five turnovers. <laughs> with his sweet so handles other than when he dribbles. <laughs> his like sweet handles around the rim. Yeah. His soft touch. Yeah. Um, his perimeter defense has been killer. It's so good. Trey Young. Like in college, the, the the resurrection of Steph Curry is what they call him or whatever, right? He's like he's good. he's quick. He's, yeah, he's good. good. He's good. He was the leading scorer for the Hawks. He's won six game. games, but he's good. Sure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he was the number two pick. The whole team revolves around his offense. They've won six games, but he's no, he's a good player. I like Trey. But Rudy was guarding him out in the perimeter. Obviously stopped him from shooting a three, and then he drove it on Rudy, and Rudy blocked him. Yes. That was just one of those moments where I was just like. I'm like, get that crap out of here. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Do you know what? That reminded me of this awesome thing that I saw once. I can't remember if I was listening to it on the radio or watching it, but it was a Jeff Hornacek interview when he was an assistant coach for the Jazz. Uh. And he was talking about how he was in practice with Andre Karolinko. And they were practicing something. And they're at the three-point line. And Andre, like, came way out on him. I'm like, pressed him. Andre was a great defender. And then he's, like, pump-faked him and dribbled around. Like, old Jeff Hornacek with his knees. And he was like, Andre. What are you doing? This yeah. is so stupid. Your arms are so long. You can block my shot from like four feet away. Like, don't come up so close. And the reason I say that is because it really feels like Rudy is getting a much better sense of his body. Yeah. So you'll see him on the perimeter and you'll see him like when guys beat him by a step and he doesn't panic yeah. because he knows he can block him from behind like on that play. Right. And the number of times he's done that in the past two years has just been incredible. And I just also love, because there was tweets about that afterwards. Somebody... A couple of jazz fans like tweeted stuff like NBA whatever Twitter account like why aren't you showing this like they love to show and he he gets beat yeah on the perimeter and my favorite thing about him is he just doesn't seem to care when he gets like he cares what people say about him for sure he does yeah <laughs> but like he but the fact that somebody makes him look silly one play does not stop him from going out and doing the same thing again yeah like this the Steph Curry dancing around him years ago was the ultimate example so <clears throat> that's really good um all right here's my moment I'm going to steal this one. You're probably going to do it too. But it was Donovan dunking versus the Magic. Uh, that maybe, was probably the moment of the week. It was or the maybe year. the moment of the <laughs> year. Because like, they lose that game. It was going to be bad. Like yeah. They were awesome. And then they're down, like you said, seven with four minutes left. And he, that dunk also, just watching it as it happened, was like, oh, no, he's going to dunk that. Like, And then he just jumped. And, oh, and the whole crowd and the way he celebrated after – and then they and then they just went on this run with him and Bogey. Um, I don't know that those are the moments that make this whole thing a whole lot of fun. Yeah, it, totally. That was that was honestly that was nuts. nuts. Um, I feel like since uh, well, obvious. Oh, here's the obviously since Donovan's gotten more notable, he just can't dunk it as much. Like like his rookie season, sure. he had some he had some crazy sneak up dunks. on your dunks. Yeah, but now that he's he's arrived. Um, just pulling that out in, yeah. in the middle of the lane, amazing in a half half court. Like I'll, it wasn't on a fast break. I'll say break. this though, and this is I think I'm gonna take this as homework, Doug, and bring it back for the next podcast because 
he's dunking so much more this season. There was a time than he did last season. Yeah. He had a ton of dunks that first season. I think a lot of them because of what you said. You know, when you're that height, you kind of need to sneak up on people a little bit, no matter yeah. how dynamic you are. But last year, he was kind of hurt in the offseason. He said later he was playing himself into shape, and that frustrated him. And he his dunk numbers last year were way lower than the first year. Yeah. Now, I saw a thing like weeks ago that he was ahead of the pace, and it feels like he's had a lot more since then. Um, but that one, in traffic, half court, fourth quarter of the game, unbelievable. Um, I think we've kind of covered my other moments slash, uh, slash observations. I mean, the Moutier developing thing has been big. I, here's my other one. Uh, did you have any more? I'll give you one. Um, no, you go. I think uh, I think that was... I mean, it was another Quinn ejection, and I loved it. All right. I loved it. <laughs> we had to talk about that. The only, this is my only thing, because I, so I'm, I was kind of listening to that, like, in the car, and I've watched it again since, but quick. But it was kind of weird, because, like, Moutier and Royce, two guys, two jazz players run into each other and fall uh, yeah. on the play, but I think he was mad that Ingles got fouled before? Yeah. Was that, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just love watching him when he's so mad. Right. <laughs> it's the best. And then I love, like, Alex Jensen, like, looking like he just woke up. And I'm like, no, I love Alex Jensen. I mean, he's Beaumont's finest, the only retired jersey in our high school. Yeah. Um, and he, he was great the rest of the way. It was good. It was fun. Okay, so a TBH moment, to be honest. Um, so that game, I didn't watch live. Okay. That was the early game. Yeah. 3.30. You were driving. Yeah. I was, we were with Kylie's family doing some fun Christmas stuff, and then we went to the Star Wars movie, you, oh. which is, which was, it was really good. Okay. No it, spoilers. Not like I'm like a diehard Star Wars person, but I feel like I am after that movie. Oh. Okay. I don't know. I really okay. liked it. Maybe other people don't, but. Um, that was good. So then by the time we were done with that, we got back, and the second, so, Here's a quick gripe on NBA basketball. Living in the state of Please. the team is that I can't, like, you can you can watch NBA League Pass. Let's gripe about this. Though. I can't. The only reason why uh, I can watch the game really legally is because it's at mom and dad's house. Yeah. Because um, you have to have cable or Comcast, yeah, yeah. Dish, something. Cable? You say what, it with such what? disgust. You have to have cable? What as are we, 55? <laughs> what is this, 19? As a millennial person, Yeah, man, it's ridiculous. you got to be able to just get Move whatever to you want. With me. No, yeah. it's a... Uh, well, here's my... I'm complaining because I'm like, all right, like I've seen bits and pieces of some of these games. I was going to watch them once we got here and then yeah. I pull up my League Pass and I'm like, can't do do Blacked out. Even in the rewatch yeah. for three full days. Really? I, I cannot pull up the Hawks game. From huh. Thursday right now, because apparently oh, until the end could. of Sunday or something. It's three really? days. Three days. Oh, that's NBA ridiculous. league pass. Okay, Are you so, listening? Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> um, oh, so with that, so I was, but they always do a replay. So they replay the game. Yeah. Um, and it was like I started watching watching in the second half, but then I looked and I noticed, and Alex Jensen was coaching, and yeah. I was like, what the heck? Oh, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so. I, like, got on Twitter and searched it, and that yeah, was hilarious. But. Yeah, that's fun. All right. Well, it was a good week. I, I think, look, big week ahead. Um, huge Miami game tomorrow. I think that's really going to tell us a lot. Big yeah. big road game. Um, the Bam Adebayo Gobert matchup is going to be really fun. And then, um, and then yeah, and we're going to go to a game. I'm going to yeah. go to two games this week. It's going to be fun. So we'll do some fun stuff this coming week. Um, but, yeah, let's go to segment two. Yay! All right, so as we mentioned earlier, um, 
this is this is the debut of our dad, our podcast debut. This is a hashtag dad pod. Um, we have a special segment too. Welcome, Kat. Hey, great. <laughs> dad. Nice to be here. Thank you. <laughs> Just arrived in country um, from from Moscow today. Did you fly from Moscow? We flew from Moscow at 3 o'clock this morning. Um, so here we are. And to introduce you to the podcast, Dad, to introduce the public to you, we're going to play a game. Great. And so I actually don't know. As mentioned earlier, I was driving for 12 hours across northern Nevada. And while doing so, my wife devised the game and uh we're gonna play it and we have our moderator which is our, our recurring um really third prong of the pod haley um so haley what, what do you got there you're just gonna ask us a question and, and we've got our scorekeeper and we've got our scorekeeper avery Hola. <laughs> <laughs> it's my daughter avery um third grader seven feet tall it's weird Okay, she's keeping score. So Haley's going to read us a question, and then I think we're going to all write down an answer. So we'll have a little banter while we're doing this so you can see what's going on. But Haley, let's go. Okay. Who is the oldest player on the current Jazz roster? Okay, so like, you know, physically it would be Joe Ingles, but no. Uh, Let's see. Um, In appearance. But yeah, and so I guess, oh, I should have said this as you're writing it. The, the point is this would be a little bit of a holiday spirit thing. So the game is modeled after name that carol or name that Christmas carol, but we're saying name that jazz player, right? And you're reading something. Right, so the okay. first one, yep. has everyone written one? Yep. Yep. All right. Doug? Are we going? Yes. Yeah, so okay. Going? The oldest jazz, jazz player, who is? Is it who is or yeah. what is? Or what is? So we're answering now. Are you ready, Doug? Yeah, I was answering. Okay. What is Mike Conley? I put Mike Conley. I put Joe Ingles. <laughs> What was it? Jeff Green. Jeff Green! Oh, no, we're all terrible! Okay, zero points for everyone, Apes. All right, let's do the next one. Oh, man, I forgot about Jeff Green. That was... Who is the shortest player on the current Jazz roster? On the current Jazz roster? I mean, I would like it to be me, but I actually think I'm taller than a couple of people on the roster. Uh, you have it? Um... <clears throat> Wow, I'm having a total mind fart. But uh, there's the guy that plays on the G League team, but I can't think of what his name is, so I'm just going to say Mike Conley again. I'm just going to answer Mike Conley for all of these. And I'm going to say Mike Conley. It's Justin Wright Foreman. Ah, He's six feet tall. I feel like Doug Doug gets minus a point. How tall is Mike Conley? Is he six foot? Uh, Wait, Justin Wright Foreman's how tall? Six feet. Six feet? Mike Conley's like 5'7 in real life. All right. Okay. I, I knew it was three names, and I talked about him last week or two weeks ago. I feel right. Okay, so this next one is a Price is Right question with these rules. So the person who goes over, does, even if it's closer, does not get the point. Oh. It has to be exact or, or closest under. under. Perfect, okay. and the level okay. of seriousness and urgency with which you described that was spot on. Thank you. <laughs> How much does Boyan Bogdanovich weigh? Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Uh, so there's no going over. Okay. Remember, Dad, he's six foot nine inches. Sorry. Okay. All right. Um, is he's also six, Croatian. Or is he six ten? So you, do we have to give this in kilograms or is it in pounds? <laughs> uh, she didn't write that. I'm so <laughs> okay, let's go. Okay. All right, Dad, you start. Okay, I'm going to say, what is 210 pounds? Okay. 
What about you guys? I'm going a, a super cut up to 239. 239. Oh, this is dumb. I went way too high. What can I can I read? No, no. no. <laughs> just say it. I I wasn't even thinking. I know that this is like how much Zion Williamson weighs. Say it. He <laughs> <laughs> was your baseline. I put two sixty seven. That was Carl Malone was like two fifty six. I, okay. I got it in my okay. own head. Grandpa was the closest, not including the ones that went over. It's two twenty six. Oh, what was I thinking? That was so dumb. Grandpa's Grandpa. such a veteran move by dad. He just guessed like the lowest number that could possibly sound rational. Yeah, dad right. was guessing One point like for Okay, so this... 226. This makes me feel bad about my current physique. Why did this... <laughs> I got I don't know why I said such Am a I 6'9"? I'm not Croatian <laughs> no. either. All right, let's go. Okay. Next okay, here? so this next one is has the Price is Right rules too. What is Rudy Gobert's wingspan? Oh, I think, oh, I, I, think I know this. Oh, man. It's like I'm pretty sure I know the exact number, but, but I'm, you like, might I'm go nervous under. about going over. I'm going to start right. on this because I had the answer. Yeah, and because you're a coward and you've gone first. <laughs> <laughs> I went first on the first Mike Conley one. All guess. right, all right. Okay, I'm going to say seven, the nine. Is not Mike Conley. Seven feet, nine inches. Okay, I said seven, eight. Oh, man, I'm an idiot. I'm like the biggest Rudy Gobert fan. Am I going to win because I went seven, three? It's seven nine, Doug. Woo! Oh. You were gutsy. You went all the way. I, I, you got defensive like I was going to hit you. So, Doug, did you write the question and the answer? No, <laughs> I knew that. Doug's... Rudy Gobert is the second longest Listen, wingspan these... in NBA combine history. Okay, all right. These questions and answers were audited by the accounting firm Price Waterhouse Coopers. Like, Haley's only. All right, let's go next. Okay, so this one is a continuation of the last one. This is a bonus question. As you know, Rudy Gobert set the record in 2013 for Did the longest wingspan in NBA. <laughs> in what year and Definitely by who this. was Rudy Gobert's combined wingspan record broken? I know this. I know this answer, and I almost said it. <laughs> uh, so in what year and by who was it broken? Yeah. Wow. Um, I was so ready for this question. Shoot, because it, like you got to think. I'll like, go last. The, I... the combine only went back so far, right? They weren't always yeah. measuring this. Yep. So uh, this is who it, who is over Rudy Gobert right now. Maybe I'm right? stupid, but I'm gonna go. Yeah, can we? Is this Price is Right rules for the, this person's wingspan? Um, no. Oh, I'll go first on this one. I'm gonna say Kevin Durant in seven seven. Okay, Grandpa. Oh wait, oh, do we no. have to say the wing? We don't say the wingspan. It's the year. Oh, the year. It's Sorry. the year. Uh, was well, we Kevin Durant's like two thousand five? Yeah, that sounds right. But my answer's wrong, apparently. Is, <laughs> <laughs> is it Giannis? I don't know what you say. Go, Dad. Okay, so the answer, so we're Giannis giving the year out. and the player. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, 2008, Minute Bowl. 2008? <laughs> <laughs> like his Sunday. Everything seems, <laughs> like, everything seems <laughs> like 2008. Okay, I'm going to give the correct answer. It is Mo Bamba. He wow. plays for the Magic. Yeah. 2018. Sort of. Wow. Okay. Um, was none of you are right. What? It's Walter well, Tavares, came later. 2014. Walter Tavares, two, wow. Or Eddie Tavares. No, the question was, who did Rudy, who did and does Rudy he say? Oh, oh, oh. Mo Bamba's no, arms are longer than Rudy. Yeah. Rudy. 
Who broke Rudy? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. he said it was long. Because that came after. That was 2014. I was so wrong on everything about this. You're I'm right. embarrassed by this Because 7-7 couldn't have been right because it was longer, wasn't it? <laughs> 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 Kevin Durant came before him. I'm like disqualified for that <laughs> stupid answer. All right, um, so what's the I next question? I think we need a fax check down. No, just kidding. <laughs> okay. This one is a bonus point, but it does not have anything to do with the last question. So which NBA player holds the current wingspan record? Um, okay. okay, so th- that means that they weren't in the combine? Or, well, I'm just going to stick with my answer. I think it's somebody who came after that person who broke Rudy's record. Okay. I'm going to go first. What is Mo Bamba? Mo Bamba. What is Rudy Gobert? Okay, so it's... Was it a trick question? It was because okay. we just said Rudy's was broken by somebody. Um, Oh, the, but Minute Ball. Minute Ball. It was Minute Dad, Ball. Dad, you're a one question. I just late. messed up on. At wait, wait. eight feet and six inches. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. I put what was this question? I put wingspan. Wasn't Rudy the Who record? has the longest wingspan? But I thought you said currently. That I thought you said currently. Yeah, it is currently. But, okay. Ball. but maybe he was is never he in, just the wasn't combine. in the combine. Yeah, that, that was a no. dirty, tricky <laughs> question. I'm taking, okay. I'm like I'm just writing a letter. All Grandpa, right. okay, score me a couple of points because I named. <laughs> I brought Manubol into Honestly, this conversation. Honestly, I feel like you're a little vindicated for your Manubol. Your 2008 <laughs> reference was. Let's okay, just when, okay. when did like, Manubol play? Didn't like 1996. Wait, wait, let's let's also say in reverence. Manu Bull passed away probably <laughs> like in 2008. Uh, Manu like was pre-Sean Bradley. Like, uh, because I remember being so disappointed that Sean Bradley was an inch shorter than Manu Bull. Didn't, didn't Sean play in 2011? No. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know when he retired. All right, okay. Grandpa gets one point. All right, let's go. I was so bad at that segment, I didn't even know. I don't think I have any points. Didn't you get one? You screwed me up on Mo Bamba. I okay. think we need to check that again. Yeah, you've got one. All right. What two jazz players went to the same university? Players' names are... players. You're looking oh, for the players' names. It's a bonus point for the university. Um, okay. Hmm. Okay, I know this. And, two and current jazz players. on the current roster? Yeah, I think it's all about the current roster. Let's see. Oh, they're on the current roster, or they just have played for the jazz? Uh, I'm not sure. I think she, it, she said that. that all these are about the current roster. So two people on the current roster. Current roster? Okay, we don't have any more dookies. No. There's always two dookies. On oh, the there's got to be. Okay. Um, I can't think of it. Uh, there was last year, it was George Niang, George Niang and what's his bucket? His, his buddy. All right, do you have answers? Nazmi Trulong. Oh, yeah. Is Nigel Goss still on the roster? Yeah, he is. I'm saying Tony Bradley and Nigel Goss. Did uh, they both go to Carolina? No, Nigel went to Gonzaga. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Ah. Is it Tony Bradley and somebody? Is there another Carolina? I'm just going to say maybe this is from last year, and I'm going to say George, gorgeous George Niang and Nazmi Trilong. Grandpa? Okay, I don't have a guess. I think I she looked at the current roster. Wow, we failed on this one. What was it? Okay, it's Tony Bradley and Ed Davis. Ed North Davis Carolina. Carolina. Oh. I get a half a point. Give me a half a point, Ames. <laughs> I need to be on the board. <laughs> I knew there was got to be another Carolina guy. And Dad you, did you say You begrudgingly got that I said North Carolina. Oh, you did? I yeah. said the school. Nice. Oh, man, I should get three quarters of a point for that. <laughs> okay, wait. He's 
said this close, I wouldn't that be ugly? Yeah, that's, that's the logic. <laughs> All right, that's everybody's true. tied. Oh, one to one. Let's make this. I don't have a point. Yeah, you got a point somewhere. You do have a point. Yeah, you do. You have one point. The scorekeeper is final. She gave okay. you a point at some point. Oh, I got the Rudy's wingspan. Yeah, you did. Okay, you did which around. jazz player <laughs> plays the drums, played soccer, had a role in their high school musical, and ran for high school student government? Oh, boy. That's a good wow. player. <laughs> There's only one guess. Good luck, Dad. Are you ready, Dad? Good luck, Grandpa. Good luck, Dougie. Okay, I'm saying Thanks, DM Donovan Mitchell. I am also saying Donovan Mitchell. I'm saying Boyan Bogdanovich. You guys are just He never went to high school. He's Donovan like, Mitchell. He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just know he played like uh, other sports. One both, for Grandpa yeah. and one for Josh. We both got it right, so two for Grandpa. Boyan Bogdanovich <laughs> is too, too stone cold to run for <laughs> class president. That's right. <laughs> like, you have class presidents in I'm Croatia, pretty, I'm, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure there was They have high school. school in Croatia. Not if you're a good basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was personal study. All right, let's go. Which current jazz player was named All Defensive Second Team in 2013? Oh, wait. Go with your first answer, Rick. Just kidding. Yet, yet the clock's not up. 2013. All right. We done? I got uh, wait, 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 wait. Ah, uh, crap. Um, all right. I'm ready. Mike Conley. Finally, I get this answer right. Dad? I said Rudy Gobert. I said Mike Conley as well. Mike Conley. Whoa. I, I said Rudy when, and then crossed when, it out. When did Rudy start playing basketball for the Was Jets? that when he got drafted? It was 2013? It was around then because I was, yeah. yeah. Or 2012. Yeah. Because this is seventh. I think season. it was 2012. It was I, two, I saw him playing there, but he wasn't on the d defensive team. To be honest, I knew this ago. was gonna. This was a trick at yeah. first because it was when he wasn't on the team. Yeah. I wrote down Jeff Green first, and I was like, I finally got a point. Okay. Nice. All right. I have a really weak two. Which jazz player has a point per game average right now? In the 2019 to 2020 season, of 2.2 points per game. Oh man, <laughs> this could be anybody. <laughs> I feel like I know who Kristen would put on this, but maybe I'm wrong. Like she would Someone do off the bench. Finger in my eye. That's a tough one. I mean, it could be someone on a G League roster, really. That's true. All right, I'm going uh, Dante Exum. Doug or uh, I also wrote Dante Exum. I'm I'm the black sheep. I'm going uh, Tony Bradley. Dante Exum. Wow. Tony Bradley's probably same. Pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like Kristen is doing this to be like to point in my eye because I'm the Dante Exum optimist. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so. Okay, Grandpa and Dad, you're tied, okay. and Doug, you're winning. How many more questions are there, Haley? Um, there are... Oh, well, let's we can just keep going. Yeah. Let's, rip through, let's rip through them quick. Yeah. Let's rip through them quick. Which jazz player was named All-Rookie First Team in 2008? Oh. Um, shoot. 2008? Oh, shoot. I'm one of, 
one of two, but I'm not sure which one. Okay, um, uh, I'm saying Mike Conley. I'm uh, also saying I'm going to say Jeff Green. It's Jeff Green. Uh, Boom! Because I, I wrote them both down and then circled yeah. Jeff. Okay. <laughs> because we we had guessed that Kevin Durant was 2005. Yeah, so I was yeah, like, yeah. we got off on that. We got okay. off on that. Wait, so Dad just got a point and you guys got zero. That's right. Are you That's rubbing right. it in? Don't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, keep going. Keep going. going. I'm making sure. Oh, okay. you're correct. You're correct. <laughs> Sounds Which like you're Jazz it in. player has a three point percentage in the 2019-2020 season of 44.4 percent? You guys are awfully quiet on this one. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a few that this, this could be. Yeah, this All right, do you guys have yours? I'm going to go first. Okay. Royce O'Neal. I put Royce O'Neal as well. Joe Ingles. Royce O'Neal. Whoa. Really? Joe Ingles is on the come. Royce has been great. One for Nas, one for Doug, zero for Grandpa. All right, what do you got next? What do you got next, Dave? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> well said. Okay. All, right? here's, in the future, you don't. If somebody got a zero, you don't have to say it. No. Just look around this pool room, Dad. No participation trophies. I don't think. Okay, let's go. Who was the youngest player on the Jazz this season? Oh man, uh, I'm not gonna know the name. Wow. I think this is where I make my money. I think this is. You, you, you're, what is that? You're not even. It's not even the millennial corner. It's the younger. Dad, I, I don't even have a guess. I'm going uh, Brantley. That's it, Jarrell Brantley. Jarrell Brantley. Who is it? Tony Bradley. Oh, you should have gotten with your Tony. Oh. He was drafted two years ago. He's 21. No one got it right. a, I was the hard thing is that the Jazz drafted a lot of older rookies this year. Yeah. Like, I was gonna say Mia One, so, and I was like, he's like, this is kind of this is kind of like the ACT where you they mark something and got it wrong, and I didn't mark it. So I don't think that's how the ACT works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I recall, but I don't think it does. Um, all right, his give us another one. Okay, whose hometown is Washington D.C.? Good call. You've played enough games and you're two extended families to know those <laughs> rules. All right, I got mine. I'll go first because I'm, I'm right. Okay. It's Jeff Green. Dad? I was going to say Mike Conley. I wrote Jeff Green as well. Ed Davis. Oh, yes. I was going to say it. That was like my second guess. Is he from DC? I th- Shoot, he just played at Georgetown. That's why I was confused. Wait, Grandpa, did you get it? No, I didn't. No, no, no one got that one. Got Nobody got that one. All right. Don't give us any more tallies though, until the end. We'll get the full tally when we finish. So let's burn through the last couple. Which Jazz player started their NBA career and played three seasons for the Denver Nuggets? Whoa, there is a... Played their first three seasons for the NBA Nuggets. Or the NBA Denver Nuggets. <laughs> the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've got to guess. It's Chauncey Billups, right? 
That's funny. <laughs> it's a joke, Doug. It's a joke. Wait, I don't know. Uh, okay, uh, I don't know. <laughs> You're on the clock. I can't even think of the roster. It has to be one, I think. Hooray. I can't. I'm just going to guess Ed Davis. But I'm gonna, I put Ed Davis. Grandpa? I put the same thing. Okay, it's Emmanuel Moutier. Oh, duh. Wow, Dang I feel it. so stupid now. This is the game. It's worn me down to this point. <laughs> that was like a really easy one. Yeah, that was a softball. I knew that. Uh, I yeah, forgot he was on the team. Let's not dwell on that one. None of us got it right. All right, let's go. One more. One more. Or however many more. Which jazz player is averaging 4.3 points in this 2019 to 2020 season? 4.3. Okay. I've got my guess. Thanks. I'm leaning on Dad. I've got my guess, too. But I don't feel great about it. <laughs> I'm going to say Gorgeous George. Oh, nice. I'm going Tony Bradley. I was going to go Tony Bradley as well. It's Gorgeous George. Gorgeous! Yeah, yeah, nice. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes. I'm going to see. Don't count them up yet, because I think we still have a... That's it. Oh, that was it. That was it. All right, it. Dave. I put a Doug, give us another game okay. show theme song. Well, she the <laughs> Usually, the last question is worth triple. <laughs> I mean, Gorgeous okay, George does do only shoot three bombs. Do, but do triple no. for the last. Yeah, do, do triple for the last question. I'm doing triple for both. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Let's do one right, more. And we we all have to guess Haley's favorite jazz player. Oh, okay. And huh. it's worth uh, triple. We'll just do this while everybody's counting them up. Um, well, I'll tell you, it would have been last year. Ricardo! Jesus! Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> Ricky Rubio. <laughs> yeah, we were sad to him go. I'm going to say our favorites now, though, Donovan. Donnie. Uh, I'm going to say Rudy Gobert. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say Joe Ingles. Oh. Those are like my top three. <laughs> so I'm going to have three points to have that. <laughs> no, no, just tell oh, us the total. Wait, tell wait, us the total that we got. Okay. Um, so, in uh, last place, we have oh. Grandpa. <laughs> oh, oh, close, Grandpa. Okay. You got four points. We're going to start with your MC skills. <laughs> start by saying, in third place. In third <laughs> the, the, the bronze medal. <laughs> the bronze. In first place, we all got a spot on the podium. Yeah, first? And first? Dougie oh, we tied? tied with five points each. Wow. Wow. Okay, okay. Now, I'll concede this one now. to Doug because it's my Tony Bradley. Merry Nigel Christmas. Williams. Oh, I'm looking well, up this mobile, I think. To, what's the answer to Haley's favorite player? Okay, um, my favorite would be Donovan, and then Joe Ingles and Rudy are tied for second. So. All right, so I think uh, it turns out I won the one. <laughs> so, Dad wins. Uh, Doug wins. Uh, Dad strong showing. I think if no. we would have geared this towards the, uh, the Salt Palace win. era, you Dad would have I know, but there was one where I, I like, sort of was generously gave myself a point that I wasn't sure I deserved. Okay, oh, no, you got the you got the North Carolina. All right, fine, we died. Good okay, night. so this says that Mo Bamba's wingspan is seven ten. Yeah, but who was the who? What was the Manute Bowl? Yeah, Manute Bowl's like oh, or Taco something. Fall. What about Taco Fall? I'm gonna fall? put a little star like symbolizing. All right, let's just let's dedicate another podcast episode to Doug googling guys' wingspans. Oh wow, it is six eight six eight um, six. 
All right, all right, girls, thanks very much. You can run Merry out. Merry Christmas. Merry yeah. Christmas. Thank you. And a Happy New Year. Hashtag social media. Yay! So this goes back to what I said there was going to make a, <clears throat> uh, a call out to the jazz bench. But one of my favorite Twitter people again, uh, Jimbo Slice, at Jimbo Rudding. <laughs> he just tweeted, I made a left-handed layup during a pickup game last week, and a guy said, nice take, and long story short, Word got back to the Jazz, and they contacted me about coming off the bench. So nervous. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, no, that was long and hard to read, but it was just so good. The whole thing was good about it. That was beautiful. <laughs> All right, what, what was uh, yours? Okay, so mine is, it's from Justin. It's hit, like at J-U-M-U Jazz. Yeah. Jumu Jazz. <laughs> That's what it is, right? Jumu, Jumu Jazz. All right, um, and his... He says, I'm an XM fan, but this offer would definitely tempt me. Have you seen this? No, I don't think so. Okay. So there's this thing called the the trade simulator. Yeah. And people do this all the time in Twitter, and they're like, oh, like, you become the GM, and, like, you do a trade. Yeah. His trade is with the Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks, and it's for Dante, Exum, and Luka Doncic. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and money-wise... Does which, the money work? Because he's yes. on the rookie scale? <laughs> money-wise, Dante's making... Get like, on the phone, Dennis and Justin's yeah, right. What are you guys doing? Dante's making $2 million more like, than I love Luka. Me some, I love me some Dante Exum. He can cheer all he wants off the bench if we got Luka Doncic. All right. <laughs> all right, that's pretty good. That was really right. funny. That's really funny. Okay, let me give my last one real quick. Um, and this is Jay Billis. He's an ESPN basketball guy. He does college basketball and stuff. And he's it's showing a, a flop from a, a, the Kentucky-Utah game. Um, but it just says, uh, the only way to stop flopping in the epidemic of officials calling charges is to change the signal for a charge. Instead of the aggressive air punch, officials should be mandated to get in downward facing dog to signal a charge. That'll stop it. <laughs> That's pretty good. I kind of think that officials like to do the blocking sign. Just oh for... man, there are a few. There's like a couple like YouTube mashups, yeah. uh, like of like a couple refs in particular who yeah. really get into the charge foul or the blocking foul. Yeah. Um, and then just not as a not as a total social media moment. Let me just say this because I mentioned Utah. Um, everything around Utah beating Kentucky in basketball was so fun on Twitter. So fun that they beat them. A um, let's not even talk about San Diego State afterwards. But right. <laughs> so fun that they beat them in exercise. But like Rick Majerus, or sorry, um, Keith Van Horn, Rick Majerus, rest in peace. Keith Van Horn, Hano Medela, Nick Jacobs, all these Utah guys tweeting about it and tweeting about. Rick Majerus and how cool it was that they beat them. It was really fun. So I just like That's get on cool. there and look through it. Yeah. Um, Pulling back from the history. Yeah. All what right. year was it that they lost to Kentucky? Oh, man. It was, uh, I don't know off the top of my head. It was like mid 90s. No, no, no. no. It, was, it was like, because it, it was like Andre Miller or Keith Van Horn. Oh, yeah. I, for some reason, I thought it was, that was like mid 90s. Because. Yeah, you're right. We're, we're, we host a podcast about basketball. Right. <laughs> not you tell Not yeah, not you tell yeah, yeah, I, I know. This is me. I, I, I'm the one who feels bad about this. <laughs> well, because uh, Britton Johnson was a rookie the same year as LeBron James, and that was like 2000... 1997. Oh, really? Okay. Then I, was Britton Johnson on 1997, 1997, 98. I don't think Britton Johnson was on Oh, okay. But Andre Miller was. Was that his freshman year? Um, yeah, Andre Miller. I don't remember freshman year or not. Okay. But well, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It was like 20 years ago. Give us a break. Right. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go. We'll go into our end one segment. Uh, air war! Air war! Yeah! We're going to 
Jay Crowder this into our four-point plan to our and one segment. Yeah. Which is the dad segment. So, dad, I don't know. Uh, tell us, give us one good Salt Palace memory. Do you have a good Salt Palace memory? Salt Palace memory pre-Utah Jazz. Oh. Fifth grade. Wow. Whoa. Fifth grade. Uh, Wait, quick. When I was working the other day, I met your fifth grade teacher. Okay, so this was... So, so she's still alive. So, <laughs> this and was pre Milk Creek Junior High. So Mrs. Peterson, Mrs. Peterson, fifth grade, Utah Jazz, excuse me, Utah Stars in their third year. And they, ah! do, they do have a tie to the Jazz because Ron Boone, the starting guard, actually plays when the ABA folds he goes into the NBA and ends up playing for the Jazz for one or two years. Okay, um, to add to your credibility here, we're I'm literally looking at a Ron Boone and a Zelmo Beatty Utah Stars plaques and the whole Utah Stars ABA championship basketball cards on the wall. So good. I'm, I will put a picture of this out. Yeah, so I, we actually we'll need to. And like uh, tag Ron Boone. In. Really good. Interesting, right above the slamming Sammy Mark McGuire steroids <laughs> era thing and a Terrell Davis Broncos. Well, really... Oh, an interesting segment. Maybe my favorite segment of the wall. <laughs> okay, so, so when I was in the fifth grade, they won the ABA championship. There were no posters back in those days. I don't even think they were on this. I don't even think they were on Channel 5 or Channel 4 or Channel 2 News uh, in the evenings. I mean, they th- those types of sports just didn't get coverage. But in the newspaper, I cut out all the articles and stuck them on my bedroom wall because... That was the closest thing That's you could the get. That was, the, that was the closest thing you wow. could get to to a room full of full of pictures. And then three years later, when I was in the eighth grade, the Utah Jazz are playing in the Salt Palace. Wow! And it was it was awesome. It was. Great. Were those games on TV? Those games were not on TV. Because they were like tape delayed NBA finals. Was for TV a while, invented right? then? Yeah, TV. <laughs> TV. TV. They invented invent- by somebody from Utah. So, let me tell you this. Oh, Hot, Rod, Hot Rod Henley used to come on to Channel 5. Craig Bowlerjack had just started. And Hot Rod Henley used to come on and give this, the basketball sportscast. Amazing. On, but it was tape delayed. So if you wanted to watch NBA, you had to watch it after the evening news, after yeah. the 10 o'clock news. They didn't, wow. they didn't well, play it live. That's right. Uh, that was a good end one. Uh, big time apologies to Zelmo Beatty for never not having been mentioned on this podcast <laughs> until right now. It's really a travesty on our part. Uh, that's so good. Um, I I remember going to my first junior jazz basketball camp. I've mentioned a couple them on the pod before and written a blog about Blue Edwards. Ron Boone was always there. And I remember the first time I saw him, you were like, Ron Boone was on the stars. The only Utah basketball championship that we've had. Like, And I was like, yeah, I hung my hat on that for a while. Do you, do you know what his tip was? No. Have your kids start shooting with a volleyball and not a basketball first so that they don't get so they bad form. form. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to tell you one one of the Ron Boone and Willie Wise. So the backcourt was Ron Boone and Willie Wise. And I'm sure both of them. I know, well, I know Boone went to the NBA, and I'm sure Willie Wise did too. He was, he was awesome. But when I was in ninth grade, I was a busboy at a restaurant in Bountiful, Robintino's. Oh, nice. Still there. A, a classic. A, it was a fish restaurant back then. It was a seafood restaurant back then. It oh, so it wasn't wow. Robintino's then. I didn't know it, 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 was, it was called Bratton's Cold, but it was in the building where Robintino's okay. was. Okay. So they are eating together. It's during the season, and they went to have seafood. At, Wait, at, who was this? Ron Boone and who? Willie Wise. Wow. He was, and he, he was the best. He was the best player of the two in that, in that era. 
anyway, they were there, and I was a pretty gutsy kid. And I walked up to them and said, and they were eating dinner. I said, can I have your autographs? And I was, and I was working there. And Willie Weiss turned to me and said, after dinner, I'll get it for you. Wow. Anyway. What about Ron Boone? Did he sign Well, I kept, they, I kept working and kind of just forgot about it and went back out a little bit later into the dining area. They were both gone. The hostess came to me at the end of the night, and she said, they, they signed a piece of paper that I have somewhere. They both, oh, they both signed, and I think it was the Where placemat. It was, a, it was the paper placemat, but they both signed it when they left. It's wow. a beautiful story. It was way cool. Wow. This is cool. why we talk about Ron sports. Ron Boone in the <laughs> This is clutch. why we talk about sports. So Ron, Anybody who gives Ron me crap is wasting my time. This is why we do it right because that's a beautiful so, so story. So when I'm in the fifth grade, Ron Boone really wins, <laughs> wins the ABA championship, and he is still calling games with David Locke. I mean, Do you know what his Twitter handle is? No. At 1041 straight or something like that because he played 1,041 games straight. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, he was an Iron Man. Yeah. He Here's my what. This is my other favorite thing that he said from that camp. His example, he was like saying that have good form in your shot, and he's like, "Who's seen Kenny Smith shoot a basketball?" And everybody's like, "Oh, me." And he's like, "Kenny Smith shoots the basketball wrong." <laughs> it. it was true. Go back and watch Kenny Smith's form. Terrible form. Good basketball player. Uh, ugly shot. Okay, so here's here's for five points. Now that we're on a Ron Boone segment, where did Ron Boone play basketball? The uh, Utah Stars. Stars. <laughs> you mean college? <laughs> college ball. Um, Did he play in like Wyoming or something random? You're like... so close. Idaho State? The Montana Grizzlies? He played. Was it Idaho State? Really? Wow, look at me. That was straight, just a dad knowledge just dropped in my. I'm, yep. Interesting. I remember it being somewhere really random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love Ron Boone. He's the, where's Ron Boone from? Utah. No, he's not. <laughs> I don't know. He's not from Utah. He is of Utah now. Uh, uh, was he, he born? I think he just appeared one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's lived here longer than any other place in his life. But. Yeah. Is there anybody who's had a better life than Ron Boone? Gosh. He just seems know. like a happy guy. Yeah. yeah. yeah it just doesn't seem like he's ever been stressed. Yeah, it is. All right. That was cool. Yeah. That was cool. Thanks, Dad. Okay. That's right. awesome. We'll do more this week. Okay. All right. That's it. Twos and threes. Boom. 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 Nice. <laughs> <laughs>